Hey there, truth seekers, freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, bloodthirsty, insurrectionists, election deniers, conspiracy theorists, and ultra-maga extremist Republicans. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla as my official sidekick today, and you're listening to Freedom Speak. We are unindoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid. We are totally organic and non-GMO on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and you can listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'd like to invite you to check out my website at freedomspeaknm.com. You can listen to replays of all of my previous shows, as well as check out the resources I have posted on there. And you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. You can email me your questions and comments to Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com, and you can also get started advertising. So, tons of stuff in the news this week. Tons and tons and tons. Uh, It never stops. And I have a really good guest in the studio with me today, too, that's going to bring some interesting perspective to the show. Last week, I mentioned a term which came up in a conversation called contemporary scientific consensus. And I thought, oh, wow, I don't think I really like the sound of that. So I did a little bit of research on that. You know, I love doing research and I love looking up words. So it's referring to the, I, I believe, it's used to refer to the censorship of doctors. And in the state of California, they passed a assembly bill called 2098. Now, I'm going to start out with the definition, the w- definitions of the words in contemporary scientific consensus. So I'm going to break it down, and then I'm going to go on and talk about it a little bit more. So contemporary, what is that? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, it means marked by characteristics of the present period, or happening, existing, living, or coming into being during the same period of time. Now, this is how I interpret that as being used along with the word scientific. To me, that means that today's idea of scientific consensus has changed from what it used to mean. They have a modern meaning. Scientific, what does scientific mean? Well, there again, according to Merriam-Webster, of, related to, or exhibiting the methods or principles of science, conducted in the manner of science or according to results of investigation by science, practicing or using thorough or systematic methods. Now, using the word scientific would seem to indicate that the conclusion would have involved findings determined by the use of actual experimentation using the scientific method. Now, for those of you that don't know, the scientific method involves the principles and procedures for the systematic pursuit of knowledge involving the recognition and formulation of a problem, 
the collection of data through observation and experiment, and the formulation and testing of a hypothesis. I've talked about this before. <clears throat> what is a consensus? According to Merriam-Webster, it's a general agreement. The judgment arrived at by most of those concerned, group solidarity in sentiment and belief. Now, it would seem that the idea of hard facts, which have been the foundation of scientific research in the past, have been replaced by beliefs, which more closely resembles that of a religion to me. Scientific fact is not a collection of opinions or a groupthink mentality. So that leads me to mention, in the new California law, it states that the following none of which is based on agreed-upon facts. Instead, based on what the government and Big Pharma has been telling us to believe, all while hiding the so-called research to back up these claims. First thing it claims, the global spread of the SARS-CoV-2 virus or COVID-19 has claimed the lives of over 6 million people worldwide, including nearly 90,000 Californians. Now we know based on facts that are actually coming out recently, and I've been saying this all along, that it was all a bunch of BS, that that is an absolutely false claim. Recent evidence show that most of the reported deaths <clears throat> and this is actually most, not just some, were those that died from other causes and tested positive for COVID. So you fall out, you, you, you do a skydive out of an airplane and your chute don't open, you fall to the ground, go splat, you're dead. And um, then they check you and, oh, you check positive for COVID. So obviously you died of COVID. No, you died from an extremely fast stop. It's not the fall that kills you. It's the, it's the sudden stop when you're skydiving or falling off a tall building or whatever. <clears throat> we also know that doctors, hospitals, and even pharmacists were withholding treatments that were proven to save lives. I have even seen numbers that show that the total number of deaths for all causes did not change during the scandemic. Now, those numbers were posted early on, but then they got scrubbed from the, from the Internet not too long after. I don't think you can even find that data anymore. The second false claim they make is data from the Federal Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, boy, we really trust them, shows that unvaccinated individuals are at risk of dying from COVID-19 that is 11 times greater than those that are fully vaccinated. Absolute BS. In fact, we're now seeing that vaxxed people are dropping dead like flies with unexplained sudden illnesses, unexplained sudden deaths, strokes, sudden cases of cancer, and other forms of disease that someone's body would normally fight off. Third claim they make in this ridiculous bill, the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines has been confirmed through evaluation by the Federal Food and Drug Administration, and the vaccines continue to undergo intensive safety monitoring by the CT CDC. No, no, they're not. The VAERS report, there have been multiple reports that they don't pay any attention to that data. And there's also evidence to show that they really did no real clinical trials. 
There's a reason why clinical trials take years to do, because the effects are not often immediate. They can happen a few years later or longer. Does anybody really trust the CDC anymore? I don't. All of these claims are lies that have never been backed up by actual facts. If you are a doctor in the state of California and you disagree with these contemporary scientific consensus proclamations, the legislature of California has determined that you are spreading misinformation and disinformation about COVID-19 vaccines and are weakening public confidence and placing lives at serious risk. Really? The bill states that major news outlets have reported that some of the most dangerous... Now, keep in mind, this bill actually says this. Can you believe this? It says that major news outlets have reported that some of the most dangerous propagators of inaccurate information regarding the COVID-19 vaccines are licensed healthcare professionals. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess these guys are authorities, right? That's why you put it in an actual bill. Can you believe that the opinions of major news outlets are considered in a piece of legislation? These same news outlets that have been for several years now lying to us about the Hunter Biden laptop, Russian collusion, and making the statement that the 2020 election was the most secure in history? The state of California has outlawed second opinions. Any doctor that disagrees with the government-approved consensus will face the wrath of the Federation of the State Medical Boards and will be deemed as engaging in the dissemination of COVID-19 vaccine misinformation or disinformation and risk losing their medical license. Is this really the way we live our lives in a free country? The state of California has proclaimed that physicians have a duty to provide their patients with accurate science-based more like science fiction, that would be consensus-based information approved by the legislature of California. How can any doctor with a conscience practice in the state of California? In House Resolution Number 74 of the 2021 to 2022 regular session, the California State Assembly has declared that health misinformation is a public health crisis. Who exactly is determining what is misinformation? and urge the state of California to commit to appropriately combating health misinformation and curbing the spread of falsehoods that threaten the health and safety of Californians. There is no crisis, and in my opinion, there never was one. But keeping people in fear is how they plan to control Californians. And if this crap spreads to other states in the country, which it is, and I'm sure it's trying to spread to New Mexico, This law is a clear violation of the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Of course, we don't really care about the Constitution anymore, do we? Most people have never read it. I suggest all of you read it if you haven't. The government does not care about your health, your freedom, your personal liberty, your children, or even grandma. It is up to we the people to just say no to tyranny. If we don't, California will be coming to a state near you. I want to sum this up with a quote from John Adams from 1765. These people were really smart. They saw what was coming. Liberty must at all hazards be supported. We have a right 
to it derived from our Maker. But if we had not, our fathers have earned and bought it for us at the expense of their ease, their estates, their pleasure, and their blood. Saying no and standing up for freedom and liberty is not always easy. These guys knew what that meant. A lot of these guys gave up their fortunes. They gave up their lives so that we could live in a free country. So for you to give up a simple pleasure to say no and not comply and say, no, I'm sorry, that's violating my freedom. That's violating my First Amendment right. It's worth a little bit of sacrifice, people. So... I have in the studio with me today my sidekick, Stella Padilla. Here I am. How you doing, Stella? I'm great. It's kind of cold. Really? It's really been cold lately. Well, they're trying to keep us fresh in here in the studio. Oh, okay. Keep you awake. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, And I have our guest for today, Eli Bransford. Now, Eli has done uh, quite a bit of extensive work on uh, studying the uh, homeless population in Santa Fe. He's been working on some multiple documentaries. I watched one of them, actually, just the other day. Kind of a thing that I got started myself here in Albuquerque that I plan to continue on. And I found out also uh, before we started that he plays a guitar, and I've got a little job for him to do that I'm going to talk about <laughs> today. <laughs> hey, Eli, <laughs> tell everybody a little about yourself. How's it going? My name is Eli Bransford. Thanks for having me today. Uh, lots of fun. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a Santa Fe and I'm a YouTuber, um, and I you know have some videos that deal with some of the cultural challenges to our city. Santa Fe being the you know the oldest capital city in the continental United States with traditions that go back way further than the United States does. And so uh, I talk about that. I talk about some of the old challenges to our city and also some of the current ones too because what good is preserving history if our current is burning to the ground yeah yeah that's true well they're trying to erase history yeah because if you erase history then people will not see what's going on they'll say oh that's happened before and that really turned out really bad they don't want people to know that yeah yeah so they are trying to erase some parts of history but they're also trying to retell it they're trying to retell it in a way that gives certain Certain peoples and certain demographics uh, at least perceived power, perceived, uh, you know, respect. Uh, so they're, they're basically just, you know, messing everything up. We can't let them do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about that opening monologue? What do you about, think about uh, scientific consen- contemporary scientific consensus? What do you think about that, Eli? You know, I think that if only those people were all as smart as they portrayed themselves to be, then we'd be fine. But we know that they're not. And, uh, and we know that that is just some complex gaslighting right there. I mean, it's kind of like, don't believe your lying eyes, you know? Uh, you know, I, I know personally... Uh, quite a few people that have been negatively impacted by by what even their own doctors told them was complications from the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, one person lost a leg. Uh, you know, another person uh, just can't focus like they used to. And, um, and, you know, I think what we really want is the truth, right? Because I, I kind of tend to believe the best of people, and I do believe that when they were trying to come up with the vaccine, they were trying to do a good thing. 
But then when it doesn't work out like planned, then it's like, well, you know what? Actually, it's fine. Everything's fine. Just do what we say. And I really think that, you know, across our country, we just want the truth. We just yeah. want the truth so that we can make informed decisions for ourselves. We don't want to be told what to do and herded like cattle. We don't want our jobs threatened. We don't want our, you know, social status threatened because maybe we don't think like everybody else. Well, you know, the problem is, Eli, is that when you put large quantities of money into the mix That's right. and, and, and power, those things, uh, like, like the big pharma, you know, they even though... There is evidence out there that a lot of people are dying from this poisonous vax. They're making so much money that they will never admit they were wrong. And if they were to admit they were wrong, then they could be opening themselves up for some serious lawsuits. That's exactly right. And it's not just the money, it's the reputation too. Because if they were to come out and just lay it all out for us, what is becoming kind of plain, then that kind of makes them look like uh, power-hungry kind of not truth tellers i'll just put it yeah that way and of course they're not going to let that fly so now they've got a vested interest in doubling down and they have a vested interest in controlling what we say what we're allowed to say in public circles certainly on social media circles and uh and we've seen a lot of that come to come to light lately and so we we it's out in the open now you know it's out in the open and so you know I, I think actually that the the fact that they there was no options that it was either the vaccine the vaccine and the boosters, and they never even gave I- ivermectin a tr- uh, they banned it as soon as they found out that it, that really worked. Well, because the, there was no money to be made. Well, in ivermectin. well no, not an ivermectin, but yeah. the people that uh, started the crisis needed to be paid for their efforts. So, but they never gave anybody an option. You know, mm-hmm. it was just the vaccines. Other countries did. Other countries did. There was other countries that weren't very rich. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but one of them, actually, they distributed packs out I believe to you're talking about India. India. I think India yeah, did that's, that. it, that's it. They and, distributed that and stuff to everybody. part of that was iver, ivermectin. Yes. And, uh, and they didn't want to comment to the world. They didn't want to broadcast it. They were just quietly doing what they felt was right for their people. But, I mean, we even had our president, Joe Biden, say, this is a uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated, is what he said. So right there, he's creating two groups, the Mm -hmm. vaccinated and the unvaccinated, the good people who did what was right and the bad people who who didn't do what's right and refused to. The selfish people that want to kill grandma. Exactly. Yes, that's the nonsense they put out. Right. And Mm -hmm. And so when they do that kind of a thing, they're putting a target on our back. I'm sorry. We're just not going to let that go. Absolutely not. So I wanted to start off with uh, what I call died early news. And I've, you know, this takes actually quite a lot of digging. And Eli made a mention to me before we started the show. It's like, wow, you know, you you really look at a lot of different news sources. I do. I Even some that are traditionally considered uh, liberal left-leaning news source. I look at those, too. I look at everything. So I've got, like, subscriptions with even the New York Times and the Washington Post, you know, I look at those. So let me start off with some of these deaths we've, that I've found over the past week. A couple of them happen uh, at different times, but most of these are recent within the past week. We had a uh, former Detroit Lion football player, age 25. His name's Jesse Lemonier, I think. A cause of sudden death has not been made public. Sudden death. There we go. People are just dropping dead suddenly, and there's no explanation. 
And Newsweek, I, I noticed in Newsweek magazine, they're claiming that it sparked COVID vaccine conspiracy theories. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we're conspiracy cons- theorists. Yes, totally. <laughs> Next one, and this guy was 25. Next one, co-founder and guitar player for punk rock group tele- called Television, Tom Verlaine. Now, this guy wasn't young, but... The way he died is suspicious. He died at age 73. Now, nowadays, a lot of people, 73 is like the new 50, (laughs) you know? Uh, The musician passed away in New York City alongside friends after suffering from a brief illness. He died from a brief illness. And they're not telling you what it is, and they never will. Here's one that's particularly interesting to me. Annie Wershing. Okay, now who was she? As all of you guys know, I am a big Star Trek fan. She uh, was actually played the part of one of the Borg queens Mm -hmm. in in the recent Star Trek Picard series. Uh, One of my favorite characters. Oh, my gosh. I I love the Borg queen. (laughs) Me too. Me (laughs) too. Me too. Yeah, and I remember that episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She uh, also guest-rolled in Star Trek Enterprise. She had roles in 24, Bosch, The Vampire Diaries. And says, away from TV, Wershing was a big part of the fast-rising The Last of Us franchise. She lent her her voice and performed motion capture for the beloved role of non-player characters. Um, Tess, who was recently brought to live action on the HBO series Anna Torv. She was 45 years old at the time of her death, and she died from a sudden um, case of cancer. She was di- diagnosed with cancer in 2020, and, uh, and, and it killed her after less than three years. And you know what kills me about that People one? People don't die suddenly from cancer anymore. No, 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 no. Uh, what kills me about this one is what her husband said about her. I mean, it's one thing to just read, oh, this person died suddenly or this person, but I mean, these were lives. I mean, just a small expert, uh, excerpt of what her husband said was, uh, there is a carvenous hole in the soul of our family today. Uh, but she left us the tools to fill it. He, he goes on and says things like she didn't require music to dance. I mean, what a bright soul she must have been. You know, uh, how much she loved her family. As, as I drove our boys, the true loves of her life, down the winding driveway and street, she would yell bye until we were out of earshot and into the world. I can still hear it ringing by my buddy. I love you, my little family. That is That, that was is, a heartbreaking that story. That is so heartbreaking. I know. It was. Here's one that some of you might be uh, familiar with, especially you people from, like, my generation. Lisa Loring. She died suddenly at the age of 64 years old. Once again, I'm 60. Heck, I'm almost 64 myself. That's not old. I'm just a child. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting started. (laughs) Who was she? She was the original Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family, the original series from way back when. She suffered a massive stroke. Now they're blaming it on smoking and high blood pressure. Well, that, they have to blame it on something, right? Well, they have to, or they'll just say it's unexplained. Mm-hmm. This is all just over the past week, people. And, and have it, you noticed that it's always heart attacks, mostly? Yeah. I mean, I know that cancer and a few other things, that a virus caught them, but it's mostly heart attacks. It stops your heart. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, the evidence that that we that we can actually rely on that is beyond what people can excuse us uh, can excuse as conspiratorial uh, is because uh, of what some of the consequences to the blood actually are. It 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 does something that makes it harder for um, for blood to circulate properly in some. Like the blood clots, maybe? Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, and I've got some good stuff we're going to talk about later on the show about that, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, if you have a heart that's pumping and you have have some, you know, it's not able to circulate, I mean, that's going to, something's going to happen. Either your heart's going to give up or it's going to burst somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like fuel pressure on a car. (laughs) Here's another one that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, especially from my generation, Cindy Williams. Remember her from Laverne and Shirley in Happy Days? She died at the age of 75. Once again, 75 used to sound old, but a lot of people are 75 nowadays and doing great. She died from a brief illness. That's all they're telling us. They don't give us reasons for any of this stuff anymore. Remember when they was all they used to get really into it of what they died of? Right, they used to before the vaccines. Right now they're not. They're mm-hmm. now they don't want to tell you. Sudden, yeah, sudden. It's just sudden. Here's a good one. Okay, you know how these uh, news networks, including Fox News, by the way, were forcing their employees to get jabbed in order to keep their jobs, which to me I think makes Fox News a bunch of hypocrites. But this is MSNBC, which isn't surprising at all. You know every single one of them got jabbed. They had a, uh, an anchor working for them, and I hope I don't butcher his name too bad. His name was Yasmin Voss. Vossonian, something like that. V-O-S-S-O-U-G-H-I-E-N. These names I can't pronounce. I think that's a female, right? Uh, You know... I think so. I think that's a a female, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Doctors diagnosed her with pericarditis or inflammation of the lining of the heart. What a surprise. And you know what they're blaming it on? The common cold. People have heart attacks from having colds all the time. Oh my gosh, happens all the time. Myocarditis and pericarditis. Unbelievable. Now, here is a story that was, I don't know, it was on OAN the other day. I'm not sure how many other news outlets were talking about this, but there was a pilot the other day. This was last week. That uh, was in Texas. Captain Robert Snow, and he was piloting an Airbus 321 with 200 people on board, and this was um, on board on April. Oh, this was April 9th. Okay, on November 7th, I received an vaccine. I was told that if I did. On November, it says here, on November 7th, he was mandated to receive a vaccine. Quite literally, I was told if I did not receive the vaccine, I would be fired. Well, I hate to tell tell you this. I've been saying this for a couple of years now. Your job is not worth, you know, your life is not worth any job. You know, like that tennis player the other day, that Australian tennis player. He even made that statement. He said, my tennis career is not worth my life. He was willing to give up his tennis career if that's what it took. Well, do you know how frightening it is to think that uh, these 200 people trust this pilot to get them where they're going, and six minutes after he lands, he has a heart attack. A massive heart attack. Whoa. This guy's career... I'm sure is ruined at this point. And not only that, and I've mentioned this before, 
it is a violation of FCC regulations for you to participate in a clinical trial of any kind if you are a commercial airline pilot. Actually, if you're any pilot at all, I'm a pilot, pilot also. If I was to participate in a in a in a clinical trial, I would be rejected of having a medical certificate. Mm, I did not know that. Yes. Wow. And not only that, but if I have any inkling whatsoever of any kind of heart condition, I do not receive a medical certification, which means that my pilot's license is useless. Yeah. Man, I, I did not know that. Yep. You know, what kills me about stories like this is is the force, right? It's, it's not that, you know, you know the... You know, the pharmaceutical companies have developed a, a vaccine, and it's available if you'd like to give it a shot. Uh, we have some reason to think that it will, you know, help or whatever the case is. But it, especially the way that they're doing the mRNA is brand new to us, mm-hmm. and so and so you would think that it would be something that they would say, "Hey, this is available if you would like to take it." Even we encourage it is fine. The force is, I think, what really gets us. It's, it's you better do this or your job is gone. You better do this yeah. or you cannot play sports anymore. You better do this or, you know, and well, that's what kills me about this story. I mean, this guy didn't want it. No. Yeah, and force is bad enough, but what about bribery? What about the lottery that we had going here? If you took this, the vaccine, you'd be put into a lottery oh, where you could crazy? win a yeah. million dollars. That's right. Or you'll get some free donuts or well, wh- whatever ridiculous We are going for the million dollars, okay? The yeah. donuts don't count here. <laughs> what about a million dollars worth of donuts? <laughs> no. Well, we can't do that either. Well, well, that's the carrot in the in the carrot and stick, isn't yeah. it? Because, I mean, they try, you know, the positive and the negative reinforcement. And, you know, I'm fine with the positive reinforcement, to be honest with you. You know, do this and we'll give you this. I mean, it's stupid, yeah. you know, but, but the force is just what really uh, irks me, honestly. Now, here's one that I uh, caught this morning. I actually, I never saw any mention of this whatsoever in any news station at all. I actually caught this because I was reading something on social media, and there was a person that commented to somebody on social media and, and mentioned this, and that's the only reason I was able to find, I had to dig for it after that. It's like, Thai princess collapses on December 15th, 22. So that was fairly recent. The Thai king's eldest daughter collapsed from a heart condition, and there was no mention of that. And as a matter of fact, when I looked it up, I couldn't find any her, her current status either. So, you know, and this scam was perpetrated across the entire planet. Everybody was scammed in the entire world. So most people everywhere got this experimental mRNA injection. Bye. Okay, guys, we are at the break, and when we get back, I've actually got a couple of shout-outs from a couple of our listeners that sent me emails, and I was going to read what they said in their email, and I'm going to comment to them. So, We we appreciate all the shout-outs you guys and emails. Send me all the ones you want, because this is proof I'm going to talk about them. So uh, I'm not going to give their last names, but I've got Mike and John that emailed me, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to talk about some of the latest things in the news. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hey, welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> You're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQKDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, well, I the other day I was talking to uh, my mail carrier in the East Mountains, Karen. I want to say hi, Karen, because I know you've told me you've been listening to the show uh, whenever you can when you're out driving around delivering mail, and I believe that a lot of people at the Sandia Park Post Office are listening to me, too. Well, shout out to Karen. Yeah, hey, Karen. And then my uh, my neighbor, David, I ran into him the other day on the street. He said, oh, I listen to you every week. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's great. So more and more people I run into while I'm just out in my normal everyday life, and people say, oh, I love your show, and I've been listening. It's like, you know, I love that you guys talk about so many different topics, and and I, well, I do the best I can to keep you informed on everything I possibly can. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple of emails. I got one, and I'll only say your first name. You'll know who you are when you hear the email. I got an email from Mike, and he says, you mentioned Russia helping out the U.S. in World War II. I understand they also helped in the Revolutionary War with naval blockades. I actually didn't know that. Did you guys hear about that? I didn't. I didn't know about that. Thank you for sharing that. You also mentioned vax shedding. Yes, I have mentioned that numerous times. Dr. Stella Emanuel had a video discussing discussing in the company of the vax. They shed and that you can experience symptoms, but it won't get in your system. Well, 
I'm not 100% sure about that, if I agree with that, uh, that opinion at all, but I know for a fact that me personally, I have been around vaxxed people and then uh, sh- very, very, I mean, within, within an hour, uh, my, my temperature shot up to 104 degrees and I was really, really sick for at least 24 hours. Being around a vaxxed person, somebody that's been vaxxed and boosted into infinity, God knows how many times. Um, and finally, you promote concealed carry license. Concealed carry is repugnant to the Constitution. It makes it a privilege, not a right. You know, Mike, I completely agree with you there. And you've probably not heard me when I've talked about this. Um, yes, I, I encourage people to carry. And unfortunately, under our current tyrannical government, uh, if you are concealed carrying and you get caught without a permit, you're going to probably go to jail. Um, and have your privileges, which, well, they call it privileges, but it's not a privilege. You're right. And I have mentioned numerous times in my discussion about the Second Amendment that any type of infringement, and that is, is illegal and unconstitutional, and that includes requiring you to have a permit, have a background check, having any limitation on what kind of uh, arm you can carry or how you can carry it, concealed or unconcealed. All unconstitutional. I completely agree with you there, Mike. So if you didn't hear me mentioning that before, well, now you've heard me say it. So, John, you sent me an email too. He says here, John says, Every Saturday I look forward to listening to you. Very interesting topics. I love it. However, some of your guests keep interrupting you right in the middle of the point you're trying to make, and it's very annoying. This weekend, I'm not going to mention the guest name, it was a few weeks ago. But anyway, so let me make this point to you, John. The reason I have guests on my show is because I like to get different perspectives out there. It's like it's not it's not the Becca show uh, for three hours. It's it's like I try to guide the conversations. I try to bring in interesting guests that have things to say. And some guests have a lot more to say than others. And uh, so you know, that's all I can say. Yeah, we get excited to have to blurt it out. You that's know, Whatever's right. on our mind. <laughs> exactly. Trust me, I have been on other radio shows, on other stations, in which the other host uh, just makes it all about themselves. It's not all about me here, John. It's like, I, I, I'll be honest, I love doing this. I look forward to it every week. And I love talking to you all. Um, but it's not all about me. So that's all I have to say about that one. I'm like so super tempted to interrupt you right now. Go ahead and interrupt me. Go ahead, Eli. I kind of just did, so. (laughs) Don't don't get mad, John. (laughs) Anyway, John, thanks for listening. I love you, guy. So um, in the news, lots of things going on in the news. Now, you guys probably saw that thing the other day that happened in Memphis with the uh, black police officers. There were five of them beating up and ultimately killing the guy that they pulled over. What was the guy's name? Oh, uh, Tyree Tyre Nichols. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I've done some reading about that case, and it's like nobody can seem to explain what he was exactly being pulled over for. It's not like he was some, uh, you know, some felon that was running from the scene of a crime or anything. This guy apparently had no criminal record yeah, at and, all. And I think it, it has been pretty pretty clearly determined that there was no reason to pull this guy over. Yeah, so None. why why did they pull him over? And you know? beat him so brutally. I, I mean, I, I saw they had the guy handcuffed on the ground. He was on the ground. And there was one guy that literally 
one of the one of the cops came up and was kicking the guy like he was like he was kicking a field goal at, at an NFL game or something numerous times in the head you know yeah in the head and and I, you know what really killed me was when he started crying for his mom that's sad that made me so angry i just i i just what can you say in in you know to that it's just so sad i don't know it's, I don't know what's wrong with people nowadays. And it's everybody like, stood by. Like, this is a common thing now. Uh, the five cops that jumped him and beat him to a bloody pulp, there was 10 cops all together there, and the others just watched, and nobody stood up and said, hey, that's enough, you know, you know, stop. He's already arrested. He's handcuffed. He's on the floor. Leave him alone, you know. But they all just watched him just get brutalized. Yeah, that's a really good point. You see that all over the place. You see that in, um, in you know, New York. You know, I, I was actually celebrating my birthday last May here downtown Albuquerque, and I saw some guy that was abusing a, a, a woman, and I thought to myself, I'm not going to be one of those guys. I'm going to go do something. Well, I got a gun pulled on me for that. Yeah. You know, and so, and so you know, it's a, it's a balance between your safety and doing the right thing. And uh, and you're so right, Stella. You know there was there was other police there that were just watching by and and doing nothing. Yeah. Not 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 okay. You know when do we become so passive? People have got to stand up and do the right thing. Yeah. You know you have to mm-hmm. protect your fellow human being when they need your help. Yeah, you can't just stand idly by and do nothing. It gets you in trouble, like you know, I said. Yeah, it'll get I've you in trouble. A, I've done it a few times sometimes myself. Sometimes doing the right thing gets you in trouble. Oh, big time, yeah. And you like risk your life sometimes. I know. To, to try to just help somebody. Yeah. Well, you, we got to sleep with, with, with our own selves at night, too, though. And, you know, we do our best to try and live our lives full well knowing that what we do in this life matters and that the next life is going to be more important than this one. And so the next y- life is actually what's more important than y- anything. Y- it's what I'm saying. And so, and so you try to apply that principle to our, to our choices that we make now. You yeah. Know? And, um, sometimes we do okay and sometimes we don't, but, but, uh, keeping it in that perspective, I think at least for me, it helps me, uh, find clarity in, in moments where you have to make a split second decision and it's like, okay, am I going to walk away or am I going to go over there and try and do something? Well, yeah. I'm going to try and help. Yeah. So the next story, and I kind of mentioned that a minute ago, is the Serbian uh, tennis superstar, Novak, and I hope I pronounce this right, Djokovic, Djokovic, I think. That's close enough. (laughs) Djokovic. He he won, you know, he swept Stefanos. uh, Why do these people have such difficult to pronounce names? They're Greek. (laughs) (laughs) Try reading Leviticus. Anyway, he kicked that guy's butt in the Australian Open men's single final on, you know. Now, here's the comment I want to make on this, and we're going to talk more about this if, if you guys hang around for the third hour in my uh, scamdemic uh, news. Um, I would say that being as probably every single other tennis pro out there rolled over, gave up their freedom, and took the jab— I would guess that this guy is probably the healthiest tennis player out there now because he doesn't have spike proteins circulating throughout his entire body. So he did not, he did not get vaccinated. He did not get vaccinated. He refused, and he, sa- he said that my health is more important than my tennis career. Wow. That's what he said. So 
Here's an interesting one. And this reminds me of uh, this uh, sci-fi movie called The Core. Did you guys watch that one? Remember The Core? Mm-hmm. Where, the, where, the, where the center, the, the magnetic uh, core of the Earth had stopped spinning and it was affecting the magnetic field of the Earth and all that kind of stuff. Well, apparently, there are researchers that are saying that the Earth's core has actually slowed down and is starting to spin backwards and that it has done this before. Now... They played it off like it wasn't a big deal, but from what I understand is the iron magnetic core of our planet is actually what creates the magnetic field that protects our planet from all kinds of things, harmful rays from the sun and everything. Yeah, you know, and and I try, I really try not to be such a pessimist when it comes to our experts, Um, but I just think it's really funny some of the claims that they make to knowledge, what mm-hmm. they claim to know in this and in a million other things. I mean, we've 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 been on this earth for two seconds. This earth has been around for such a ins- we don't really even in, know in, how long. insanely long time. Yeah, we, we we show up two seconds later and and we start claiming that we know all of these things, like that the. Uh, core of the earth is now rotating backwards well what is backwards mm-hmm. what is forwards mm-hmm. how long have we even been able to begin to have a hint of what's going down under there well in in the lifetime of the earth like a second so i mean i think conjecture is fine i, I yeah. think you know writing about these things is fine i i just have a problem sometimes with the presumed uh, expertise that some of these guys come to the table with. I mean, we could sit around all day long and talk about things that they took back like a year later or actually was, you know, the other way around. I mean, I just remember being in elementary school and being told uh, that we were going into an ice age. And this was all the fault of humans on the earth. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Was, I was literally told this when I was going to elementary school. Uh, everything's going to get cold. You guys better tell your parents to start getting ready for another ice age, and it's all our fault. Well, that's switched. Now well, we're all going into a global uh, warming a, a, a warming phase, and it's all our fault. Well, uh, here's, here's the thing, Eli. It's like, and you mentioned an interesting point. We've been here for like two seconds. Yeah. Okay. The human race has been here for like two seconds. Exactly. Okay. What do we really know? We don't. We have a tiny little sliver of this planet's history that we know about. Other than that, one thing that they have seemed to have agreed upon is that Earth, the, the climate on Earth has gone through drastic changes over its history. Mm-hmm. They, they, they tend to agree on that. It's like, yeah, it kind of looks like that. As a matter of fact, it, I, I, I even read something one time where they're saying, well, there's been a couple of times in, in this planet's history in which it became almost uninhabitable. Right, and we know that for a lot of reasons, but some of them are, number one, uh, we have uh, a humongous fossil record of um, you know, fossilized fruit trees and... Um, and even tropical animals at, that, that can be found at both poles, right? So the North Pole, you don't even have to go that far down. You see all kinds of yeah, I mean, fossilized they, they certainly trees. weren't living there under its current climate conditions. Right, exactly. So, I mean, we know that the Earth used to be all entirely tropical. We also know that the Earth has gone through ice ages. I, I think that's beyond uh, conjecture. Um, you know, the most important thing that I learned uh, in elementary school was not that. It was stop, look, and listen. And I think that 
that we would do well when it comes to things like this to not try to jump to conclusions, you know, document, record, you know, research for sure. But, you know, we, we know so, so little. You know, we mock, so we, we mock people 2,000 years ago that would cut and bleed out people who were sick as ignorant. I mean, are, are we still that much different, you know? Yeah. I, I just... Well, you know, if, if you could take a glimpse into the distant future, providing uh, that we are still around at that point in time, which I think is questionable nowadays, and we're going to talk about that in the second hour, um, you, they, they might say, wow, those people were really primitive uh, barbarians. Right. Look at the stuff they did. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what they're going to think. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but, yeah. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time, and, and I read a lot of science, um, I, I do. But if I you had do. a nickel for every time I saw an article like this, and then another couple of years I saw, you know, the same team or a related team, you know, saying the opposite or, or just coming away with a totally different understanding. And, you know, I don't want to disparage uh, science for a progressive learning curve. That's fine. Um, it's the hubris and, and how that comes out sometimes. And I think really kind of back to the vaccine for a second, mm-hmm. you see it in broad daylight there. This is what's better for everybody. You better do it or, yeah, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And so. Yeah. Anyway. So. Um, that's my rant <laughs> on that article. <laughs> here, here's an interesting one. And I'm going to uh, make a reference to to one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek on this, too, because, it, oh, my God, Gene Roddenberry apparently was a visionary. There is this uh, company where they're talking about uh, building this artificial womb facility. And what they're talking about doing is basically uh, growing babies in artificial wombs, and they're showing this really creepy picture in this ad where they're just showing just thousands of these little, little, little pods with little babies growing in them kind of reminds me of the scene from the matrix you know where where they had they were growing babies and they were plugging them all into the matrix and using them like power plants to you know that's the only thing this thing is missing is figuring out a way to extract electricity from these babies you know but there was there was an episode of the original star trek and i remember where they they encountered this uh, species of people on this planet in which they were Calling, they were asking for their help because what they had been doing is for generations they had been growing their babies in artificial wombs. And over a period of time, uh, you know how when you copy and copy and copy and copy something, eventually it gets kind of corrupted? Well, that's what had happened to their species. They could no longer make any more babies, and they were on the verge of extinction. And they wanted, you know, the crew of the Enterprise, hey, you know, we need some of your eggs. We need, you know, we need your help so we can make some more babies. But Here's another thing that this place is talking about. They're talking about not only growing these babies in artificial wombs, but they're talking about genetically engineering them as well. And to where you, you, pick, you pick the baby you want. Oh, I want this color eyes. I want a boy. I want a girl. I want, I want these physical attributes. I want this or that and the other thing. I'm telling you, this is dangerous because you're, you're, playing, with, you're playing God here, and the consequences, there are always consequences to everything you do. The consequences could, could be the extinction of the human race. Well, yeah, and, and you think about, I mean, science is like this big, giant dork who's this huge monster that doesn't communicate with itself, right? So one arm of science says there's too many people on the planet. We need to stop, uh, you know, having babies. We need to, uh, 
you know, cut down. The, the earth was never designed to support so many people. And then the other arm is like, hey, let's come up with as many babies as we can, but let's us engineer them. Like, come on. Like, oh, you know, yeah. which is it? You can't have it both ways. Uh, but yeah, you read my mind when you talked about the Matrix. It's like, that is exactly like a scene from the Matrix. I mean, what's going to happen to these kids in, in you know, if they actually come to fruition, I mean, how is this kid going to feel at 20, at 30? And are you going <laughs> to be able to just get rid of them when you don't, don't want them or like a puppy kind of? Or Because uh, if you didn't have them and you didn't have that personal, you know, feeling of pregnancy or ha- giving birth to them, you, you're not attached to it. There's a bonding thing Yeah, it's not there. bonding. You, it's yeah. just a little thing that grew up in an egg right there and now it's yeah. come back and it's very rebellious. It's, it's like going to the pet, <laughs> yeah. pet yeah. store. It's yeah. like going to the pet store and picking out a kitten. Exactly. Yeah, which scientist and, is going to tell them that you have to do your homework or, or punish you or put you in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy that God has uh, apparently lent us the levers of creation to some degree. Yeah. Because we're not responsible for it. We don't, we can't control the small toys that we have. No. And yet in, in you know, some way God has lent us the powers over the levers of some types of creation and it scares the heck out of me. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. So I saw an interesting uh, news report the other day, and I think this was around a number of news uh, channels, where they're talking about this uh, chicken facility that burned to the ground the other day. And over 100,000 chickens were killed in this fire. Now, this is the sort of occurrence that we've been seeing a lot over the past couple of years, is food facilities burning to the ground. And this is... It, this makes you wonder what what's what is all this about? Well, I think for the past twelve years, I believe it's twelve years. If, if I'm wrong, correct me. They've been paying farmers not to grow anything, mm-hmm. so it's been past that. So there must be a backlog of stuff that they have that they could actually burn the facilities down. Now it looks like paying the farmers didn't affect it that much. So now they're burning the facilities so that they can't produce any food. You yeah, know, canned food I, or whatever. Well, it's like it's like an artificially um, artificially created food crisis, and it's like it's yet just another crisis. They, it seems like they just want to intentionally create one crisis after the other. And and I've mentioned this over and over again the past couple of years is they want to keep us all in fear because when people are in fear and they're stressed out, they're not thinking straight. They're You're easier not to make, control. They are. They're easier oh, to control. Yeah. You know, and I even went to, uh, when I, one of the churches I used to go to, I remember the preacher talked about that one time, about how stress uh, makes you less productive, and it doesn't, it doesn't solve any problems. But see, they know this, and they know that if you keep you in fear and keep you in stress, that when they tell you to do something, you're looking for a savior. Oh, my gosh, you need to make things better. What should I do? Yeah, and especially when you see eggs at ten dollars a dozen, you're really looking for help. No kidding. Somebody. Another. I went the other day and it was a little over eight bucks, and yeah. it's like really. You got the little ones, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> here could be okay. Here's the next story that okay. we're going to talk about. Okay, I've been hearing a lot of talk about this. I've been seeing seeing this on social media. I've been seeing this on. I watch a lot of OAN. I like them. They they tend to just report some really truthful news that's sometimes hard to hear, but. There are a lot of people talking about, is this feed, the chicken feed, that is produced by these big corporate manufacturers, and 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to mention their name, but you know the ones I'm talking about—the big corporate ones that are that are sold at like these uh, these chain uh, su- supply stores. Um, like, no, I'm not going to name the name of the business. I don't really need to do that, but it's something supply store, and you know which one I'm talking yeah, to about. To do all the pet foods and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and they sell mm-hmm. parts for your farm machinery and stuff like that. Anyway, so these very lots of people are pointing out that when they feed their chickens this corporate produced feed their chickens are literally laying no eggs i'm not saying a reduced number of eggs i'm saying no eggs there was one chicken farmer that even said that his chickens had not laid a single egg since last july and he figured out that when he he figured out it was the feed because when he switched to a locally produced feed, like, you know, by a local farmer, whoever mixed it up, or even some of these people just making their own feed or, or feed your chickens table scraps. They're like little dinosaurs. They'll eat anything. Um, they suddenly started laying lots and lots of eggs, even more eggs than ever before. Wow. You know, uh, I, I have a different angle on this. Um, it's a bad time to be a chicken. No, no kidding. Now, now listen, I, I I take this personally because I identify as a chicken. All right. I, 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 I have submitted some legislation, and 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 if if you know if I have my How way, should, what, what pronoun should I use? Well, to address see, you? I'm going there. So if okay. I have my way, okay, and this passes, okay, you will have to pay a two hundred thousand dollar fine for referring to me as anything other than a chicken if you do it on purpose. Okay. Okay. All now, right. if you do it by accident, it's not as bad. Okay. You only have to pay a one hundred thousand uh, dollar penalty. Okay. Now, now I'll get some of that. The state will get some of that. But you know, I, I wear feathers at, uh, at, at home. You and wear I, feathers. And, and okay. You know, for the last few minutes, we've been talking about you know this chicken feed you know and and you know you feed them to feed it to the chickens and there's no more eggs you know they're, Is they're, they're, they're burning out? down chicken <laughs> chicken houses thousands and thousands of chicken are dying those are my brothers those are my sisters <laughs> in all seriousness uh no it, it is it, it you know it it's uh it makes you wonder what's happening behind the curtain you know because this is not the only this is not the only thing that has been a interesting you know chain of events when it comes to uh, basic necessities, right? Uh, you know, meat, uh, now eggs, you know, uh, it, it's been other things too. And you do, you hear these, uh, these, uh, farmers like Stella said that are being paid by the, by the government to do nothing. Why, why, why is that? You know? Mm. So I, I kind of feel like we're seeing the corner of whatever's happening here. And, uh, I look forward to, you know, someday where we can say we're seeing the whole picture there, but it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. So, hey, guys, we're approaching the end of the first hour. Well, that went fast, didn't it? <laughs> um, there were a couple other things, interesting things in the news that I think we really need to address, and we'll talk about those at the beginning of the second hour. I want to talk a little bit about these whales dying on the, uh, at the, on the coast of New Jersey, um, how this is not normal, and... Yeah, I, I want to share some facts about that. I wanted to do a, lup, a little update, a little discussion on the Paul Pelosi thing, which I find rather interesting. I think there's something really strange about that, and I have some theories about that. And then we're going to dig into, uh, in the second hour, I want to talk about uh, a project that you've been working on quite a lot in Santa Fe about the homeless situation in New Mexico. I want to talk about that a little bit. So don't go anywhere. It's going to be a pack pack show. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 